Are we refueling or what are we doing? Yeah, he, that's, some, that's the real deal right there, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, let's be natural. I, I, Five, I've been refueling on camera. Four, three. Gentlemen, my brothers from another mother, Drew Cameron, Mr. Gary Alex. Man, am I a lucky dude. I'm sitting here in the middle of greatness. The icon, the legend, the guru. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about something that I think is really important to all of our peeps out there. And that is, how do you make a living on a $79 tune-up? Uh, Gary, I know you run a company of your own. You've consulted with hundreds, if not thousands. Same thing for you, Drew. Let's talk about how do you build a business on the $79 tune-up? So Gary, let's start with what has to be the, the strategy? You know, what's the mindset going on the $79 tune-up? That's a great question, and it, it's appropriate because I think we're coming into the next year, and our planning is all about um, how many club agreements do we want to build inside of the business? We, we talk in EGIA about the KPIs, about having 1,000 club agreements per million as a milestone and then 1,500. The genesis of that is the precision tune-up. We, we gain club agreements not by saying, hey, buy my club agreement from me in a direct mail piece. I mean, that's one method, but that's not the, the business model. The model is precision tune-ups and then the ability to talk to a customer and have a conversation and convert them over to a club agreement. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, if, you're, if you go to the service agreement section of the best practice library, you'll see some slides with actual business model printouts. Uh, I'll describe that, which uh, really there's, there's three ways. Uh, you know, sort of there's precision tune-up marketing, which would be postcards, targeting a geo zone, and, and finding a customer in an area that you want to grow. And so whether that's $49, $29, $79, $99, your point is you can't make a living as a business on that particular revenue curve. Right. So you have to be able to make that, that precision tune-up turn into something that's a little bit more on an average. So some clients aren't going to want to you know, go forward. They just want the tune-up, fine. Uh, what we really need to do though is we have a KPI. We want to convert about 60% of those opportunities to full club memberships. The full club membership gives me the opportunity then to bring you into the email marketing campaigns. You're in my customer database got tons of ways to reach you at that point. So back to your original topic then is, well, how do you get 79 to turn into 239, which is sort of the low-end KPI? And the answer is you hire Drew Cameron and Russ Horrocks, and you train your team on how to have a conversation uh, with a customer about what their home is doing and how their lifestyle is, is going and what their total comfort system is all about and the air quality and insulation and all kinds of different things. We're in the plumbing business too, so we're gonna have a conversation that extends past just the heating, air conditioning tune-up. So I think the, the, the secret, Wally, is not really a secret at all. It's actually just hard discipline of training the technicians and making them aware and understanding that you're not selling anybody anything that they don't wanna already buy, but you've gotta open up a conversation with clients and have a genuine dialogue with them about what's going on in their world and what they want, what their needs are, and that leads to conversations about other opportunities which moves to an indoor air quality accessory, a humidifier, an air cleaner, a whole house humidification system, or who knows what it can, a replacement at some point. So when you average all that together, 
you want your average ticket you know, to be in that 230 to 250 range. There's companies that do better than that, but that's the minimum threshold we're looking for. And so tune-ups are the genesis for clubs, and we need to be doing that. And so our second model is, is call center. Um, there's people that love call centers, there's people that hate call centers, but call centers do something very well that other forms don't, is they just repeat the, the dialing system and you're, you're gonna have 100 no's, but you might get you know, two yeses. So if you can get enough twos, you build precision tune-ups and you can staff and keep your guys busy. And then, you know, Wally, something that you talked about in your business, which I think is the third model, which is aligning with other companies or other forms of agencies. You talked about, you know, potentially somebody like American Shield or home yeah. warranty companies. They will, they will feed you uh, opportunities for tune-ups. And so you, you really have to be able to gather as many of those as possible and turn them into con uh, conversations. Right. So uh, we could go hours on this, but Drew, I, I know you probably have some good comments on them. I'll pass that over to you. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, think, if you think about it, you know, the tune-up is probably uh, the lowest barrier to entry of your company from a revenue model, right? I mean, what else do we have that's less expensive than a $79 tune-up in, in right. many cases, right? So, so you're, you're trying to create that opportunity or a call. So let's call it a call, right? You're, you're, you're creating a call, which becomes an opportunity. That call puts your technician into a house. That technician leads you know, to, you know, to, to a conversation. And if you're having a conversation, I can have a conversation with a customer. We go back and forth. That leads me to a, a tour of the house. And that's where I think a lot of contractors, this is where it falls apart. That $79 tune-up becomes a $79 tune-up, right? They're, they're looking at the piece of machinery, okay? What you need to do is widen the lens for your technician first, and that's what Russ and I talk about, is we gotta go look at the whole house, right? We gotta, we gotta look at the people, we gotta look at the house, and then we gotta look at the system and the application is what's going on, okay? Once I can have that conversation, that leads to connection. That leads to what Russ and I call the position of trust, right? Because now I'm helping you understand what's going on with your home, what's going on with your system, what led to the situation of today, okay? How could it have possibly been avoided what could you do to avoid future situations? What else can you do and consider to maybe uh, avoid other headache and heartache or you know, obviously solve a, a long-term problem, maybe go from a temporary fix to a permanent solution, right? So that leads to what I call, you know, the connection leads to contribution, right? Where I am now contributing to their life. So the call leads to a conversation, the conversation leads to connection, the connection leads to contribution. And if, if you can make that all happen, that's where people just come, kind of want to work together, right? Because I think everybody in their life, if, if, we had, if you didn't know something about something, right, you want to have a resource that you can go to, that you can trust, that you say, that's my person, that's my company, that's my resource that I go to for this thing. Because then you, you, you just know that it's taken care of. I don't have to worry about it because I've got this resource. Right. You know, I've got this thing that I, I can just trust, right? One less thing i got to worry about, right? Because, yeah. He's got me, she's got me, they got me. And so that's what I kind of think, that the tune-up is the, the segue that leads to a larger conversation that leads to the connection. And so instead of just having one service agreement, I've talked about this on a previous um, episode that we had, is that you know, choice of one is a choice of none. It's an ultimatum, not options. And so I like to basically say, your first level of service agreement should be free. Everybody gets it, everybody gets a free agreement, meaning, they don't get any benefit from it, but if they called you because they shared their information with you, um, they get a 5% discount, right? And then if they have a paying relationship with you, that's the what I call the service agreement. That's the level of service agreement that everybody has. 
That's, that's your, your two tune-ups a year. You get that, you get discounts, you get priority service, right? But what do you have beyond that? Because that's, that's the only level most people have. The next level should have a higher level of engagement and service. And the next, there should be another level. And you could go maybe as much as five levels, right? I'm not saying really confuse it, but think about it this way. I have an American Express card uh, you know, tied to uh, Hilton Honors. Somebody might have it tied to American Airlines, right? And there are, there are several levels of that Hilton Honors card. And when you get to the highest level, you get the maximum amount of benefits. Right. In fact, to the point where I'm actually paying for membership to get benefits, but what I pay, far, you know, the benefits far exceed what I get, what I put out on, on right. that, in right. addition to the use that I get and the points that I earn, right? And you have that, obviously you've got <laughs> platinum everything, right? Yeah. Um, or or yeah. Onyx and beyond, right? He is yeah. everything. He's lifetime, yeah. all this, right? So, no, I hear what you're saying, Drew. Uh, it, it really is, uh, comes down to that, that basic element of creating value once we get in the house. And G-Man, I want to talk to you for a second because I believe firmly, and I'm sure you do, that we get paid in this industry based on the number of problems that we find and the number of solutions that we offer. And if we come in and we solve that basic problem of a tune-up, then we're gonna 79 bucks or 69 or 29 or whatever. But talk to me about the importance of finding additional problems that we can solve for homeowners. And, and how does that drive the average ticket? Yeah, you're 100% right. We, we look at the tune-up as a, as a marketing philosophy. And I think that's the conversion in the mindset that we need to teach the EGI members is it's not a technical tune-up. And too many people think that the tune-up itself, excuse me, is a technical product. And it is. But really what you have to look at it as is it's a tool. It's no different than a wrench or a set of gauges or you know a, a pump down of a compressor what we're doing is we're using that as a tool to get into a customer relationship yeah. the customer experience and customer relationship the tune-up is the vehicle that we're using to get to that place yeah. so the conversation that we want the technicians to understand like if we're training a group of men uh, that are going to be doing tune-ups is to recognize that the reason they're there is to deliver a customer experience the tune-up is just a part of that so we've got to ask questions and we've got to open up the dialogue with the client about what is going on with their system, what they want. You know, is the system heating and cooling properly? Do you have any hot and cold spots in the home? You know, what's your lifestyle? You know, what kind of things, do, how do you live in the home? You ask questions and you get the customer engagement going. Russ is a master at this. Yes. And so when you, when you get the technician's mindset converted from, I'm there to do a tune-up and that's all I'm supposed to really be responsible for. And we convert their mind to understand that you're there actually to build a customer relationship and have conversations about the total comfort system. That opens up all kinds of opportunities. And so what, what you end up with is you end up with a customer that probably wants to buy some things from you. Uh, people don't like to be sold, they like to buy. And so what we want to do is we want to put them in a position to know about those options. We, we can't possibly know what the which, options are unless we talk to them. Which, well, excuse me, which really comes down to the communication skills, right? 100% communication. And we teach that at EGIA, right? We have the, the, techni the technician communication skills. Listen, there was a time 10, 15 years ago, as a technician, you had to be good at the technical part. The reality is, like it or not, that now to be a top-notch performer in this industry, you got to be great at technology and great at communications. Yeah. And if you're not great at uh, communications, you can make a decent living. But if you're going to make a significant income, you got to be good at the communications part. 
and that's what you teach on the EGI website. And I think it's so important. We get compensated in this industry based on the number of problems that we solve for homeowners. Always. If you solve a singular problem, a tune-up, you're going to make jack squat. If you solve indoor air quality, airflow, the other issues you talk about, then obviously the opportunities are, are greater. So, so yeah. Well, uh, I was just going to say, just, just a phrase that we use, you know, hanging around our You guys business. don't mind if I have a little sip of that stag, do you? Not at all. It's good coffee. Not at all. It's, it's a, a stack. And by the way, we, we didn't introduce the uh, the, the, oh, yeah. the law, why, why the law's whiskey. That? Talk about the law. Uh, I, I moved off of the stag because that's like 130 proof. I moved over to the laws. That's a rye whiskey. It's really outstanding. So uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I got to tell you, it's, uh, it, it's very smooth, very smooth. I would Cheers. highly recommend it. Cheers. So. And I went back to Japan. We have a, we have a saying uh, in our businesses that um, customer experiences are greater than knowledge. Yes. So you can actually make a mistake with a client and, you know, from the standpoint of knowledge, but if your customer experience is delivered properly, not only will they forgive you, they'll probably recommend you. Your review will actually be positive. So you've got to teach the technicians that we're about customer relationships, customer experience. It's about making people feel great about your brand. So part of that is opening up that conversation. Even if the customer doesn't have any additional needs and it does turn into a $79 tune-up, you still need to deliver a great customer experience or that really isn't going to turn into something later. later. Yes. And so we want that to be a great experience all the way around. Yeah. And I would think, you know, so let's get a little tactical here, right? So, so how do you do that? How do you open up that conversation, right? We, we obviously talk about in the perfect service call, I think the phrase is transitional statement, right? Yep. Um, where we're going to basically listen to what the customer has to say to us upon initial arrival. We'll exchange some pleasantries and whatnot. And then we teach, I hate to use the word script because I don't like to handcuff people to a script. But, but let's why you, get, why you got to talk about handcuffs, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Seemed like an appropriate metaphor. <laughs> so let's, uh, so let's give them a, fr let's give them a, basically a framework though, which says something along the lines of, all right, well, I'm going to go take a look at your system. And what I'm going to do, much like, you know, you've had your car in for a tune-up, you get the oil change, you get the spark, plug cha spark plugs changed, so forth and so on. Uh, your, your system is a mechanical system, and it has X number of parts and systems to it, right? And some of our, our viewers and listeners have a 16-point tune-up, and some of them go to a 44-point you know, tune-up, right? Whatever it is, whatever your, your uh, framework is, that's fine. Um, and there is a framework on the EGI site for that as to what you bake into the tune-up. Uh, I like to bake as much value I, as I can into that tune-up because once I have an opportunity, you know, you, you get one chance to make that first impression. So if my, my team goes in there, a, a person from my team goes in there, I want them doing a, a complete, you know, 16 point, let's say 21 point AC tune-up but I also want them checking indoor air quality. So you know, pull out your CPS or air advice monitor and check the air quality. Monitor what problems are going on in the air. In addition to that, pull out a flow hood or pull out a manometer or pull out a volometer to measure airflow. Let's see how many buckets of air we're moving on the supply side and the return side. See, let's take the vital statistics of this you know, system, much like a doctor would, right? And so that, those are the things I think that should be baked into what it is that you do. Do an energy analysis as well of the system. Uh, but do, do a complete overview of the system, look at the vents, go around the house, look at the supplies and the returns, listen to them, uh, you know, are they coated in dirt and whatnot, do you see any other, um, what I call anecdotal items in the house, are uh, ceiling fans running, are humidifier, tabletop humidifiers, tabletop uh, uh, filters in the house. I mean, you sometimes go into a house, you see, actually see a window unit in the master bedroom, right? That tells you, you these people have issues. 
So, so look at the whole thing, including the customer. And I like to say to a customer early on in the process to kind of tee all that up is, well, during our visit today, here's what we're going to do. Okay, I'm going to uh, ask you a lot of questions about your system. You're going to tell me about what's been going on, what you like, what you don't like, um, what concerns you have. I'm going to take a look at the system to see what's been going on. I'll, I'll do a complete tune-up of it, you know, to kind of bring it up to factory uh, specifications, uh, you know, to the best of our ability. I'll check the operation of it, and I'll be looking for things that are either problematic as we speak, or could be problematic in the near future. Would you like me to go ahead and address them while I'm looking at the system, or would you like me to make a list of those items and bring them to you and share them with you? What are most people going to say? Make the list, share it with me. You've just been given permission to go have a conversation about the products and services that you offer, right? That can address whatever you have found out. And here's what I like to say, say to the salespeople. Selling information is not a purification of information. I want to be unbiased with the way I, I go ahead and give information to customers. So we just share information. See, people want to win sales. And people talk about losing sales. Well, I say you can't lose something you never had, number one, but you don't win sales, right? I like to just say, share information, because when you share, there's no winner and loser in, in sharing. And then let customers choose. And what an informed customer will do is make a, a good decision. Yep. And so like you said, they want to they wanna buy and own, they just don't want to be sold. At the end of the day, you get compensated for the number of problems you solve, mm -hmm. but you can't solve a problem you haven't found. Yes. So you got to take that comprehensive look. G-Man, uh, wrap us up. I, everything Drew said, I, I'm in love with. Um, and I think the only thing I would add is... Just for the record, he's mine. Okay. Well, I can't blame you the hair. It's all about the <laughs> iconic hair. Call so, me Mrs. Cameron. What we want to do is we want to take that uh, highly technical evaluation and we want to make sure we communicate that to a consumer so that they can actually understand it, absorb it. Uh, we talked earlier in a different uh, discussion about uh, what makes for communication. Me giving you words doesn't necessarily mean there's a level of understanding. So a lot of our technicians need to be coached to be able to communicate to the client about what they might discover. Uh, so great doctors have great ability to communicate, hey, this, this is what this means to you. Here's what I found. Your cholesterol is high. LDL, HDL. Okay, well, what does that mean? If right. I'm not educated about that, you've got to break that down for me. Well, if you're too high in this category, you're going to end up with you know, arteriosclerosis, blood problems, et cetera. So we need to make some changes. Here's the prescription. So we've got the same problems. We're dealing with technical machines. We've got technical information. What we want to do is we want to train the technicians to not only ask questions, but also recognize that a lot of customers we're talking to, we need to bring it down to their level so that they can get comfortable and people will buy when they're trustworthy. When, when I trust you, I'm willing to invest in the relationship. And I think that's the big secret in training is getting the guys to realize that. At the end of the day, you can't solve problems you didn't find. And if you go in and uh, do a bunch of $79 tune-ups, mm -hmm. you're going to go broke. Pretty much. You've got to solve problems over and above that. Agreed? Agreed, Agreed. but let's also, and I want to I highlight that, this is not a bait and switch. This is not the Trojan horse, get not the $79 technician into the house, right? This is deliver sincere value. Legitimate problems. Yeah. Right. And, and give a great education and trust that the customers will make good choices and they will escalate, to your point, escalate that relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Gentlemen. Great stuff. Pleasure as always. Love you both. Love you, brother. Brothers. Here's to Kamiki, Stag, and Law. Yes. Into sounds our like a, sounds like a law into firm. our committed EGIA team. Yes.
and family. Here's to the family. Thanks for, for bringing us to the bar. Yeah, my pleasure. I got us kicked out apparently.